Welcome to Are the Boys Golfing Podcast. This is Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Jessica. We also have Tiffany here as our guest speaker. Hello. We are going to do a bonus episode because Tiffany is such an amazing guest speaker that we thought it would be fun to bring her on to answer some questions. So like our bonus episode last week with the questions and answers, we're just going to answer random questions. The first question is, I'm in a new relationship. I feel that my boyfriend has some controlling tendencies. How do I address this? Oh, I'm not a good one to ask that. <laughs> Answer that. Controlling tendencies. Well, if you're see if it's early in the relationship and you're just seeing some tendencies, it's only going to get worse. There'll be more mm-hmm. to come. You're probably seeing a little piece of it here and there, and it probably shows true colors within six months' time. And at that time, when he does, run. Yeah. Or go ahead and run now. I'd say run now. Run now. I can't handle that. That's just a big I could I couldn't either. I couldn't deal with that. And there's no. like and like okay, so this kind of like follows into the next question because I do think that so our next question is what are some red flags to recognize in a narcissist? Controlling. That's a big one. That's a a big one. Make you feel less than. Yes. And I do think narcissists too have a way of being like trying to make you feel like you're the problem. That's called gaslighting. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't want you to do this because it's a respect thing. Or I don't want you to do that because of whatever. Or it hurts my feelings. Right. Narcissists make everything about them. Yes. Yes. That's the number one thing is they make everything about them. Like, every decision they make during the day. Would you really want to hurt my feelings like that? You know? Right. I wouldn't do this to you. Yeah. I would. Why would you do this to me? I would never disrespect you like that. They make everything about themselves. I'm trying to think of how They know how to manipulate the conversation to get the answer that they want. Because, to hear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's for what sure. they do. They know how to manipulate to get to what they want to hear. Not necessarily what you were trying to say, but then by the end of it, you're kind of thinking. Maybe he is right. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I am in the wrong. But that just mind fucked me. What happened? But yeah, those are some major red flags. I think another narcissist thing also is they try to isolate you from your family and friends. Yes. They want you to be dependent on them. Yeah. Okay. So the next question, if money wasn't a factor, what would you do with your time? Oh, I would exercise a lot. I would have a personal trainer, personal That's what you want to do with your time? If you didn't have anything, any money? I would love to exercise, be really super healthy, spend tons of time with my child, travel, yeah, but I still have to work. Yeah, okay. So I would me, still need to work. So me, if money wasn't an option, I would have liposuction, tummy tuck, boob job. <laughs> That's what you do with your time? <laughs> no, my time, I'd probably be on a beach somewhere. Downtime. Yeah. You're downtime. Yeah, that's what I do for downtime. But, you know, I'd be on a beach somewhere for sure. If money was an object and I could do anything with my time, oh gosh, I'd love a good nap. I would take more mm-hmm. naps. I would watch shows more. I know that sounds so funny, but I just want – like my life's so busy in a whirlwind those are the things i crave right now like not being on a schedule oh yeah yes. no alarm yeah. yeah that would be nice okay next question what is your favorite thing about yourself and why my favorite thing about myself is empathy i'm a real empath like i um feel for other people a lot and i'm often told my job that 
people follow me because of that, right? Not mm-hmm. necessarily for any other reason, but that I genuinely care or want to know. I know what's going on with everybody. How's this person's kid or whatever. That's just yeah. who I am. I think that's probably my favorite thing about myself that I probably just realized probably this past year. Yeah. I'm a true empath. And I can, another thing that comes along with that is I can read a room, right? Mm-hmm. I, I pull people's energy, which sometimes is very draining. I can mm. tell in a room who's pissed off who's not pissed off. I can feel those feelings, which has helped me a lot, but it's also draining. Oh yeah. I agree with that. How about you Tiff? I would say probably giving. Yeah. Very giving. You know, I've always been told that, you know, I do feel like that we, I'm extremely blessed and I need to give a lot of that back. So I love to help people. I love to yes. give and help people and I'm just a giver. And I think that's one thing I love. About I saw this thing today that said, you know, givers need people to give to them sometimes too. Do you ever think, do you ever feel like that? Um, and Marissa are both really big givers yeah. too. I would say that a lot of my girlfriends are givers too. That's and so good. every time there's, you know, when I had a baby or when I got married, they were all, oh my gosh, it was like pouring in. And I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody did so much. And they're like, we're just giving you back everything that you, they always say, we're always giving you back all the love and energy you put out. Yeah. You're getting all that back. And that's so true. Oh, yeah. I think everything yes. you put out comes back times a hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely think that. 100%. So what about yourself? What's your favorite thing? About so yourself? the next question is what's your least favorite thing about yourself? Well, I think I'm going to go with that. <laughs> right. I think one of my most favorite things about myself, my least favorite things about myself is how honest I am. Yeah. with everyone i'm just a very honest person that just pretty much speaks my mind mm-hmm. and i think that's a great thing but i also think that has a downfall mm-hmm. you know what the i mean pitfall. because sometimes some people can't take some people that. can't take can't take raw honesty and it's not mm-hmm. even that i try to be mean or a bitch or anything like that it's just you know if you have a friend that's complaining to you about something over and over again you're just gonna say you have the control you're not gonna it. tell them what yeah. they want to hear but yeah i'm not somebody that's gonna tell you what you want to hear i'm gonna just be honest with you yeah if somebody was like oh you know I mean, I'm just filming this out. My husband cheated on me. What do you think I should do? You'd be like, divorce them. And yeah. that's probably not what they want to hear. They probably want to hear, well, you know, maybe if you have kids, maybe you should stick around or whatever, which are pretty blunt. Yes. And that's probably just from my perspective because I know how I am as a person. So with that question specifically, me, if Lee ever freaking cheated on me, I would divorce him because I know how <laughs> yes. I am as a person. I would never be able to forgive him. Yeah, you said you'd burn the house down. Yeah, well, I mean, I would probably burn him down. Yeah, right? him in like it. like my house, so I'm going to keep it, <laughs> but I'll burn him. But I do think being honest, is a great thing, but also I think it's a huge downfall too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love that though. Yeah. Oh, I love that about yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's why. Like I always know where I stand with you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I love to know where I stand with people. I don't like passive aggressiveness. That that's is yeah, one of sure. my pet peeves. Yeah. I would rather somebody say, I don't like the way you talked to me. I don't like you did this. So I can fix it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love honesty. I love brutal. When people are feeling a certain way, I want to be told. I think yeah. that's a really good... I see what you're saying with the pitfall, but I agree with Tiffany. And I see the good side because I have worked for women and I never knew who I was going to get depending mm-hmm. on the day. So I think with someone like you, you just always know you're going to just say how you feel or tell how it is. That's really good in the work field, working for someone with your personality because they're just how it is. You're not mm. beating around any bushes. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. And I work in a very different industry where you have to you have to change your personality to who you're with. Yeah. yeah. So with some people, I can be brutally honest. Yeah. And they hear it and that's what they want. Others want 
for it to be massaged. Yeah. Right. It has to be bit. like a little bit, yeah, yes. easier on going. And I mean, I definitely think that too. Before I've told you some things that I needed to address with some of my my employees, and I'm like, well, if something happened that day that I'm in a bad mood, I'm not going to address this because I know I'm going to come across a certain way. Yeah. And I don't want to come across. I'll address this at a later date. But mm-hmm. I'm like, had time to recollect. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I would definitely say my worst trait about myself is I worry too much. Yes. And I think coming back with that a lot of times is what other people think. I hate that about myself. That's one thing I, you know, I always about you. You don't give a shit about what anybody thinks about you. So that's one thing I don't like about myself. I overthink and I read into things too much. That goes in with being an empath though too, right? Because again, I'm feeling people's energy. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I say the wrong thing? Versus like, oh my gosh, am I going to get fired for walking to my kid's bus stop to get her for five minutes? (laughs) So I'd say that's my least thing favorite thing about myself how about you Tiff what's your least favorite thing nothing I'm perfect I love it I'm just fucking love it that's exactly why I brought you on perfect actually I would say I'm hard on myself yeah I'm always competing with myself it's not that I'm competing and I don't care what people think about me I really don't but I care about what I think about me Mm -hmm. so when I'm you know I've I'm overweight or I've, you know, not been working out or it's, it's like a self, I beat myself up. Yeah. It's not that I care that anybody notices or. You're hard on yourself. Yes. And I'm always trying to be better than myself. Mm -hmm. I'm always in competition with myself all the time. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Oh yeah. See, I feel, I feel like I'm like very similar to that also. And I feel like we're like kind of the same in that aspect. Mm -hmm. And I also have a lot of trouble taking compliments. Agreed. Under. I don't know why. Same way. I have so, I'm so awkward when somebody compliments mm-hmm. me, whether it's my looks or my work that I do mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just like, oh, thanks. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, like I, don't even wanna, yeah. I don't even want to hear it. Like, I don't want to take mm-hmm. it. I don't know why it's the weirdest thing, but I have so too. much trouble, like, with taking compliments. Yeah. Why is yeah. that? I have no idea. What is that I about? About? I, I'm like that too. And I think sometimes I've just realized this is like a thing the past couple of years. Maybe you guys heard of imposter syndrome. No. Sometimes I think that's a real thing. It just means no matter how hard you work or how much knowledge you have to yourself, you feel like you're an imposter. Like you're never going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's called imposter syndrome. I think it's a real thing. I definitely don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for example, I had a patient in the office today, a client in the office, and I don't even, I don't even know her like on a personal level, but she was like telling me, she was like, yeah, me and my friends were like talking and Somebody had seen you in a bathing suit somewhere. I don't know if there's a photo or a conversation with someone in the house. And they're like talking about how amazing you look in a swimsuit. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't even know how, you know what I mean? Like, like awkward with comments. Right. Like I'm awkward too. with comments like that. I'm like, that's, that's, I'm like, thank you so much. Because, you know, I'm always like, we're always our worst critic. Yeah. In your, in your head, you're probably thinking, but yeah, but I could look better. Oh, yeah. exactly. Because exactly. that's the way I am. I'm oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't, Somebody says, oh my God, your hair looks great today. I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. it's really not, but okay. Yeah. yeah and it's just, it's, it's, I feel uncomfortable when people give me compliments. I'm yeah. with you there too. Yeah. It's, it's so awkward. I, I don't know why I'm like that. Because I am a confident person, but when somebody gives me a compliment, it makes me feel so awkward. Yeah. Like, and it can be like a simple thing. We need to look that up and see what that is. Yeah, about. that happens. Because I'm the same way. It's weird, right? It like, is very like, weird. And I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I just literally feel uncomfortable. Okay, so the next question is, okay, what is your favorite story to tell someone? Tiffany will let you answer this one. Oh, 
So I, I will tell you this story because every time I get with my girlfriends, they all want to tell this story. And oh my God, is this PG, PG 13? No, this, this is explicit. It's, oh girl, I can tell the story. <laughs> okay. So we go to a pink concert and I'm not a big drinker. I don't really smoke. I don't really do much of anything. And I decided that it was going to, listen, this was prior to Kim Kardashian. I was probably about 26, 27 years old. I'm 42 now. And honey, I had bought some butt pads and I thought that I was so hot and I was so thin. I was about 115, body rocking. Kim K was rocking. She was and I said, girls, I said, I'm wearing my, my skin, my, not my skims, but my, what you call them, Spanx. Yeah. And I've got these butt pads and I'm going to make my butt real big for the concert tonight. And they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm going to do it. So I have these butt pads on. Everybody's like, dang, look at that white girl's ass. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it was fabulous. Now I know why, she, now I know why she does what she does. But we go to the concert, and we decide that we were going to smoke a joint in the boys' bathroom because we couldn't get in the girls' bathroom. So we go smoke a joint, and then I'm, I need to pee. I pull my, I pull my spanks down, and I come back out to the concert, and I'm like, I feel kind of weird. Something's missing. <laughs> they go, your back pads are missing. Like, what? And I was like, what are those missing? They're like, your back pads are missing. And I was like, oh my God, they must have been. I forgot I had them in. So they were like sitting on the toilet like this. <laughs> Literally. I was so high. I go, this is the most miserable night of my life. Why did you all? Give me pot. This is horrible. They're like, okay, note to self, Tiffany is never getting pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So did you like sit back down on the toilet and put your butt pads no, in place and snatch them back up? No. I was like, I am done with the butt pads. I'm not meant to have them. Let's go on. Let's learn. Yes. Okay, do you have like a favorite story you like to tell anyone? No. I I, okay, so I want you to tell the story. Yes. I want, okay, if you want to. Tell the story of... Before you broke down. That's my favorite story when you tell people. Favorite story. Okay. Well, I'll... Because it's just, it's just hilarious. So, you want me to tell that story. So, funniest story ever is I was dating this guy at the time. And we had been together, I don't know, six months. And we... It was totally... It was a relationship full of games, right? A one-upper kind of situation. Like jealousy. Like, I'm going to make him jealous. She's going to make me jealous. jealous. Yeah, yeah, we were always doing that game. And so, this one night, we we were dating. We were together. We've been dating for like six months. We all went out to the bar. And I had told him, well, tomorrow I'm going snowboarding with all my friends, which all of the... It was a gr- group of girls and guys. And we all were just friends. We all really were. And my girlfriend at the time lived in a loft downtown. I was going to spend the night with her. We were all staying there. We are all going to wake up and go snowboarding. So I tell him this, and he knows that my girlfriend lives downtown in a loft. So he knows that we're probably downtown partying, hanging out. So sure enough, he shows up at the bar, and I see him talking to all these girls and whatever. He was trying to get at me because he was like, oh, you're here with all these guys, you know? Which, and truth be told, they were all friends. Actually, one of the guys I'm with is um, my husband now's cousin. I didn't even know my husband then, but it was like one of his cousins. Like, we're all just a good group of girls and guy friends. So anyways, we, he leaves. I don't even know where he went. I talked to him for a little bit, but we didn't really act like we were dating because we're kind of, they were like two separate groups of people. But I just had this intuition in me. I was like. Intuition is everything. Oh yeah. I was like, he definitely went home with that girl. He went home with that girl that was in the bar or whatever. 
And so we actually went back to my girlfriend's loft and two of these people were in an argument. I couldn't sleep. I knew we had to be up early the next morning or whatever. And I'm like, I'm driving home. I'm just going home. And I lived in Morgan County, so I lived an hour away from Knoxville. And I drove home at 2 o'clock in the morning. So by the time I even got in Morgan County, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, his house, I could take a left and go down to where his house was before I went home. And so it was a little bit off the beaten path, just a couple of miles. I was like, I'm just going to drive by and see who's but at. She had, she had the intuition. But I had the intuition someone was there. So I'm just going to drive by and see if, you know, who, what cars are in his driveway. Sure enough, I drive by his house and... But he had the car hidden. Yes. So, at first, I saw just his car in the driveway, but I had to turn around, you know, go go back. His road, of course, was one fucking, like, dead... It was a dead end. So, I had to go all the way and turn around and come back. When I had to come back is when I saw that there was another car hidden. So, there was literally a car. And I'm like, not today, Satan. I'm like, because I knew what would happen is the next day he'd be like, there, he's going to be like, nobody was, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Because that's what narcissists do, right? You're crazy. Nobody was Nobody here. was hitting That was my, my Aunt Betsy's <laughs> car. <laughs> that was my so I knock on yes. his door. I knock on his door. He and, and he didn't answer. Well, lo and behold, the door was unlocked. <laughs> So I get into his house and I go to the bedroom door and I'm knocking and he won't let me in and I'm knocking and he won't let me in. So, I'm so like, what's he saying when you're knocking on the door? He's like, what do you want? What are you doing? I'm pushing the door or whatever. So anyways, finally the door swings open. I go in and nobody's in there. And he's like, what are you doing? You're being crazy. I open up the closet door. Yeah. So I open up the closet door and lo and behold, there was a naked girl in there, honey. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm his girlfriend. She's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, well, why are you in the closet? Yeah, why are you in the closet? Then why are you in the closet? <laughs> is my question to being you. Being at a guy's house. And him being like, like get in the closet. <laughs> I'd be like, don't you get in the closet. No. He's like, listen, this is my girlfriend. She's about to kill your ass. <laughs> She's about to kill you. Get in the closet. Oh, and what, and then she was butt naked in the closet. So that's like no clothes at all on. No. Was he naked? No, he he had a bunch of shorts on. Well, yeah, he had time. She's yeah, time. So yeah. basically, he was holding the door, and I'm pushing on it, the bedroom door. Yeah. And he, you're like adrenaline's going. My adrenaline's going. I finally just like kicked the door, and he's probably half asleep. <laughs> 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 I'm like out of nowhere. He probably thought he was dreaming. <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, we broke up after that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just didn't want him. You know how narcissistic guys are. I knew the next day he'd be like, make you think you're crazy. Crazy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, not nope, mm-hmm. not today. Sarah. I'm gonna catch him. I'm gonna make it happen. Yes. This is gonna be the end of it. Yep. Because that's how our relationship was anyway. So the next question is, my husband does not give me the attention I want. He often makes me feel less than. Should I just go ahead and divorce him? The attention? Talk about it. Don't you think you need to talk about it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, tell him. You think you yeah. feel less than? I think that no person's the same. Maybe he that he doesn't need that attention. So he's not giving that attention. That's not what makes him tick. Yeah. So I think they need to talk about it. I do too. I do too. Talk about it. Let them know. And I think, too, with guys, sometimes you just got to be black and white. Like, they cannot read between the lines. No. no. You have to say, this is what I need. You can either provide it and give it to me, mm-hmm. or you can't. Right. But at least you have to put it out there, what you need. Agreed. Because if not, it's going to be, they're not going to know. And that's two separate issues. Yeah. It's not giving attention, making me feel less than. Yeah. What is he doing to make you feel less than? Yeah. What is what is happening there? Mm-hmm. Right. And then the attention, those are two separate issues. That's true. That's, they are yeah. two different things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so the next question is, what is your biggest fear? Well, I have anxiety, so I literally can be anything. I mean, oh my gosh, what keeps me up at night? I mean, you're, I'm a mom. I think I would definitely say anything to my kids. I think that's probably pretty normal um, response to that question, though. Anything yeah. ever happening to them is like my biggest fear. But if we're talking about just day to day, and this is so funny, is I used to never, ever be scared of heights. Yeah. After I had children, something clicked in me and changed, and I hate heights. I hate mm. looking down. I can be inside a building and look down and it be high, and I hate that. Yeah. But yeah. I never used to be like that. Yeah. How about you two? I would say since my child started school is feeling my child's going to fail. Yeah. Um, is my child, you know, not going to be smart enough? Is he going to be successful? And feeling that responsibility has been almost unbearable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I feel I'm constantly pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and it's exhausting him. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I think that it's, more failure failure for my child and am I doing everything I can to ensure his success yes I kind of feel the same way about my kids too obviously my greatest fear would ever be losing one of my kids because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't make it through it right oh yeah 100% no I would not make it through it and b I do feel like as a parent your greatest fear is am I failing my kids Mm -hmm. am I am I doing enough and then it's also am I putting you have the fear too like you're saying like you have fear am I doing trying to put too much on my kids at their age Mm -hmm. yeah like, and words, they just need to be kids. I think going back to this area, you almost feel like you're doing, am I doing too much sometimes even? Right. Yeah, exactly. Am just I putting, just... Kids should not be stressed at age 8, 10, 12. Yeah. Mm, they should yeah. not be stressed at that age. Mine's going into first grade, and sometimes I feel I'm preparing him for the MCAT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I know. I mean, gosh, it just makes you, I always wonder, is this going to be a long-term, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, damage. Next question is, how many times a week does your husband get irritated at you? He would not never say, but probably 5,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, any day that ends in a while, I'm pretty sure Lee's irritated <laughs> me right now. So, you know, whatever. I don't know. Eli's never, like, got irritated with you. He goes in silent mode, though. He gets real quiet when he's, when I make him mad. Yeah. He gives me the silent treatment. Rude. Yeah. Rude. I love the silent treatment. I'm like, what can I do to get the silent treatment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next question. How many times do you take your daughter's phone away and why? My daughter doesn't have a phone. Can't answer it. Oh, this question definitely geared towards me. And it was from Ashley because she knows I take this girl's phone all the damn time. I mean, right now she like has her phone gone until December, so. Wow. I know. Isabella's like, Mom, you're the only person that ever takes my, the only mom that takes the phones away. None of my, all my friends always have their phone. They never have their phone. I'm like, well, maybe those other kids are a lot better than you. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they're just not getting disciplined. I feel like discipline's kind of out the window anymore. I'm including myself. I don't feel like, I do not discipline my kids like I was disciplined. That's for sure. My Mm. parents would beat my ass Mm. in the middle of a restaurant. Honey, I had to pull off and get a switch yesterday. Oh, you know really? what a switch is? <laughs> have, yeah. you, have you ever have you ever spanked your kid with a switch? No. But yesterday. <laughs> okay. But but, but it is a thread. But he knows he's heard the stories about me getting spanked with a switch. Yeah. So yesterday, I pulled off the side of the road, went over, got one. Pulled yeah. all the leaves off, good. brought it in. Was he it said, What one? is was that? It, was it a good one that made it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was real whippy. 
And so he knew what it was. And halfway down the road, I looked and it was gone and he threw it out the window. <laughs> My parents used to hook up with us with switches when we were little. Oh, me too. And they would make us break our own. Oh, yeah. They would make us get our own. And belt. Take your own belt out. I feel like we're softies. I don't think either of my kids have had like a real spanking. Oh, my kids have both had real spanking. Oh, mine has definitely My kids have definitely had that. And I think all kids need this. I mean, maybe somebody's going to call Child child Protective Services on me. But I definitely feel like all kids need to be like, am I going to survive this? Yeah. Because my mom's about to fucking kill me. Yeah. And my kids have definitely had that. (laughs) Yes, mine do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like. This might not end well for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, as a parent, you always feel guilty afterwards. You're like, you know, but you're like, oh, I know. You have to have those. <laughs> you have to have those crazy moments, though. Which I know you had those with Gage. Probably not with Lily yet, but she. What's funny is Lily knows me now. I've, she's probably seen me in the red probably twice in her life, and she kind of knows that she's tiptoeing there and she'll stop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she's learned that it can. I can't just say maybe getting that like, like you're going down. You're going down. Yeah, Gage knows. Yeah. But he's always been real compliant, too. I think yeah. every kid's different. Like, yeah. there's some kids, you know, I talked to my therapist about this, because I'm like, am I a bad mom for spanking? She's like, I had four kids, three I never had to touch. My son, I had to spank all the time. Yeah. She's like, every child's different. Some kids just, you never have to go down that road with yeah. them. But yeah. some kids, you have to go down that road. Yeah. Yep, that's so true. And you can have... have... So I've ne- So you so you go to see a therapist for... Yes. So do you feel like that aspect works? I've never seen a therapist for anything. Have you? Yes, I have seen a therapist. I think the therapist helped me. So I went and saw a therapist after my grandmother passed away. And I think a therapist helped me understand why I tick a lot of ways. Why I am the way I am in a lot of ways that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Like, an example is I can't sit still and before I can sit still, like this is one thing they point out to me that I remember to this day is, you know, before I can go to bed, like there can't be anything on my kitchen counter and I need to <laughs> yeah. have like nothing to be on my kitchen counter. My sheets have to be turned down. Everything has to be put up where it was. And she said that was literally my upbringing is that I was disciplined uh, for you know, basically we had chores and we had a strict regimen in my house and I was disciplined heavily if that regimen wasn't followed. And that's why I tick that way now. Like that's so why everything I, has to be in order. And everything well, you know my house, yeah. like, you know how I am about it. Just, that's why I'm ticked like that. Is Cause yeah. that's like, I was, I had repercussions mm-hmm. when I was a child. If I didn't. So basically like there's no help for our kids. Right. Like my kids have cleaners that come clean their rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was beneficial learning why I am the way I am in a lot of areas. And then, too, I think you get an outsider perspective, you know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what I think some of my friends that are, like, struggling with, like, marriages and stuff that have young kids. Well, A, I always say, like, don't get a divorce when you have a really young kid because I feel like that's, like, such a hard stage in your life anyway. Yeah. But... It makes it work. The child is, the older they get, the harder it is on them. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever remember my parents together and they got divorced once too. So, you, so, you're, exactly. so in your perspective, know. Tiffany, you think that if you feel like a divorce is inevitable, might as well do it when they're young. Yes. And, you know, a lot of research shows that the older they are, the harder it is on the child. So for me, it was a lot of, you know, it was a hard age, you know, when Jackson was younger and I'm thinking, okay, like I can, I can stick this through. I can stay, I can stay, I can stay. But then I realized I can't stay, but if I, I just need to do it now. 
Yeah. And it was it was pretty hard on him, but yeah. he's still at that age where I think he that was he'll how be old fine. You got divorced? Six. Six, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's not going to be like five. a teenager that's like rebelling. And, yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. the therapist also is like, you know, I, I think that she's helped me kind of realize that, you know, like she's wanting me to go out and date now. She's like, you need to quit staying at home. She'll yeah. push you to Stop. Yeah, she's like, yeah. stop staying at home. You need to get out. But definitely therapy is great. Yeah, see, my kind of perspective with marriage and suffering when you have young kids is if, I feel like a lot of marriages go through that stage where you're like, I want a freaking divorce when you have a toddler because I feel all your t- attention is like brought towards the kid and your mm-hmm. life is just so busy and you're like. It is. You know what I mean? So I always feel like you always go past that stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where you, it kind of goes back around. Like marriage is, of course, like a roller coaster, ups and downs, up and down, up and downs. But I do think it's especially hard when you have toddlers. It is. But, you but then do, when but you, you expect that to get out of that and for it to get better and it's not getting better, then it's very disappointing. So you started when you were like, when, when your kid was like a toddler. And it just kept oh, when worse. he was born. Yeah. And it just kept getting worse. Yeah.